Namaskar Kindred Spirits. Today's podcast is about pranayama, that life force energy that runs through us, within us, and all around us. In the eight limbs of yoga, pranayama is the bridge between our physical body, our thoughts, and our emotions with that of our higher consciousness, our spirit. So pranayama can be considered the bridge of connection. We can use our breath to calm our body, to energize it, and connect with our inner wisdom and spirit. Prana, breath, that life force energy, is also the connection to our horse. With our breath, we can connect with our horses, our horse's energy, their emotions, and their spirit. As yogis, a lot of our practice is with pranayama. It is an important tool that helps us to calm the mind, focus inwards, and connect with our inner essence and our wisdom. We will be talking about the relationship of our breath with horses and how it can influence our riding and training, and most importantly, our relationship with horses, and how we can create that union through our breath. Today, we will share our thoughts and experiences of pranayama with our guest, Johanna Holst. Johanna Holst is from Sweden, where she grew up on a farm with her parents and siblings. This began her journey and deep connection to nature and animals, especially horses. She entered the dressage world, where she learned from experienced masters in this art, who taught her the importance of lightness and connection, something later she did not often see in the competitive world of dressage. Johanna sees dressage as yoga for horses. And we will talk about this later in the podcast. At a young age, independent and wanting to discover the world, Johanna left her parents and studies to travel. This led her to many horse schools in Spain and other countries, and also took her to India, where she worked in the training with horses and handicapped children. She practiced and enjoyed yoga and became an experienced horsewoman. About six to seven years ago, she came across our volunteership at Kindred Spirits, where she saw her two passions of yoga and horses brought together. And so began our journey, Johanna and I, together in this new adventure. Johanna is now our co-teacher in our yoga teacher trainings and also online classes for Balanced Yoga for the Horsewomen, the Equine Yoga Program, and our Equine Yoga Teacher Program. She is a free spirit woman who walks barefooted through life. She is bubbly and peaceful and has a natural gift of playing with horses, training horses in a playful and joyful way. Everything she does comes from her heart. And I enjoy and I'm happy to introduce you to this powerful young woman, Johanna Holst. So welcome today, Johanna. Namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you. So we've invited you today for you to share your experiences on pranayama and your relationship with horses and what it's meant to you during your life. So to begin with... To give us our listeners a little bit of an idea more of what pranayama is, how would you explain pranayama and your experience of it? Hmm. <laughs> it's a vast <laughs> subject, I know. But let's say bringing it in relationship to, to horses and how you felt that's helped influence your riding and being and doing what you do. Yes. So pranayama is, I think, what helped me when I first came to yoga to really... Uh, well, I had this uh, revelation of how it brought me home to my body, or into my body, the breath. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of how I was breathing before I started doing yoga, which I did sometime in the beginning of my 20s, I started mm -hmm. yoga. But I started doing stuff with horses way before that, since I was a little kid. Um, so pranayama, we can define it, as we do in our yoga teacher uh -huh. trainings, as uh, so expansion of uh, prana, of life force. And um, 
where we begin when we practice pranayama is to become aware of the breath. Like I said, that was my my how I <laughs> learned it. And to bring it deep into the body. Because what we do and what I did before I did yoga, we start breathing really high in the chest mm -hmm. when we're anxious and stressed. And we breathe up here. And I realized how often I was up here breathing, which is not helpful for us usually at all. So the most important practice of pranayama, I think, is that deep belly breath, bringing the breath deep into the body and allowing the belly to expand. And to and ground yourself. Grounding, calming, and then connecting through that breath, you instantly connecting to, to your body. I found that interesting how you said it helped you to connect with your body, that you didn't feel you were connected mm -hmm. with your physical body. Can you sort of expand a little on that? Well, I think, as many, I was living very much up in my, my head, my mm -hmm. mind, my intellect. I was very into studying things and, yeah, I got very stuck here. And I was, like, not comfortable with my body. And I think, as many young women mm -hmm. <laughs> aren't, because we're taught, we're bombarded with all this information about how we're supposed to look, what we're supposed to do, all of these things. And I felt always really awkward in my body and not connected to it. And my only, like, practice, well, was riding and doing stuff with the horses, but I wasn't really and doing things in nature. But I never had like a physical practice like yoga before mm -hmm. I started yoga. And um, yeah. <laughs> so you would say your practice, like in asana, the physical postures, as well as the pranayama, helped you sort of connect to your body, mm -hmm. accept your body, yes, and actually really see who you were right now and that that was okay and that that was how it was meant to be? Yeah. And how would you see that in that same thing that you saw for your physical body with horses then? Because it brings us again, once again, in that connection to the physical aspect and also this emotional aspect yes. we have with horses. Well, it's such a, with the horses, like it helped me so much because before I go to the horses, anything, I use my breath to, to just to check in and to feel where am I at, like how am I breathing in this moment? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, yeah, connect to, we can feel our emotional state, we can shift our emotional state through the breath. Because um, it uh, both, goes both ways. The, the breath helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're trying to say so the breath helps you to influence your emotions. Yes. yes. And but your emotions can backfire and influence yes, your breath, exactly. like make you fearful or anxiety mm -hmm. or stressful. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a great tool to bring us back mm -hmm. to ourselves and to that calm. And also, when we go to our horse, we don't want to be stressed or maybe we're angry at something we're not angry at a horse but we're angry at something else we're keeping these emotions like mm -hmm. in the body and this is the state we're in so yoga really helped me and pranayama to realize where i'm at and then i don't have to go to my horse and have this hidden anger in me that i don't realize i have and i wonder why everything is just wrong today <laughs> yeah, and the horse then is looking he's feeling that you're coming and maybe thinking okay i'm going to be smiling mm -hmm. and happy and good with my horse but inside you're guarding all this stress yeah, or have fear all this, like from earlier in the day or maybe like yeah stuff that's that i'm holding on to and i'm not aware that i'm bringing this to my horse and i mm -hmm. wonder why he runs away when i, come <laughs> I don't want him. any of that <laughs> it's like, but yesterday you wanted to come but today no, because you feel it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to be with that energy. <laughs> As they feel that incongruent, you're not being yeah. who you really are. You're not yeah. letting, you're not, you're holding on to things you no longer need. And the horse picks that up and he sees that as incongruent. And he sees that 
well, if she's not being truthful, if she's not there, something is wrong. And that actually maybe even frightens him too. Yeah, you can't trust me. You can't trust you. Can't you. Trust you're not the good leader you're supposed to be. No, exactly. And so what would you do if you were feeling that feeling? Let's say you, I don't know, had a fight with your boyfriend or uh, I don't know anything that made you a little bit angry and stressful mm -hmm. and you were coming to the arena today to work with your horse how would you manage that well I would probably take some time even before I went to the field or to the stable to mm -hmm. get my horse to really have some alone time and work with my breath take grounding breaths deep breaths maybe doing some couple bati some cleansing mm -hmm. cleansing breath just work with get that fire out exactly <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, and I think it doesn't, we don't need that much, just do a little practice, connect, maybe we need to do a little asana too, mm -hmm. and you have to really just connect back to ourselves and know where we're at, because we want to play with our horse, <laughs> but we want to do it from that truthful place of joy, and let go of the other stuff. Yeah, just being really, really in the moment with mm -hmm. the horse. But I can also feel like some days, if I'm in a really bad, <laughs> if I'm in a bad state, didn't sleep, something like that, uh -huh. I might not even go, or even maybe I just go and with my horse and I let him take care of me. <laughs> yes, they, 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 <laughs> so they like, can be such healers for us yes, too and exactly. help us you calm down. Have the energy and like we use horses a lot for the for therapy and mm -hmm. this is thing the equine therapy and like that aspect maybe not trying to put anything on the horse but no. just be the horse and let the horse's energy help us to come to a good place. Yeah, I've, I've already found when we sort of accept and say, okay, I, I, I better, I shouldn't work with the horse today. I am off, mm -hmm. whether overtired or, or whatever's going on, especially in these days we're all living in right now. Sometimes it's really beneficial to you and the horse just mm -hmm. to sit there and enjoy that space, share that space together. And I, like you, I've often found this mutual healing that happens. The gentle sound of the horse eating, his, his breath, his smell, right? It just brings, it, you can't help but start to feel happy and at peace inside, just that. Yeah. <laughs> and then as we start to get that peaceful thing, the horse is like, oh, she's nice. I kind of like one of being hanging around yeah. with her now. Yeah, that, that's when, that's something and, so important. Yeah, and I think this is what yoga taught me or my pranayama and my yoga practice to, to take responsibility to form my own my own state, mm -hmm. and my emotions, my feelings, and then do something about it before I go to my horse. And that really yes. helps me in, to be a good leader, like you said, for mm -hmm. horses, because before I don't think I was a good leader. I was like a very emotional being, like not realizing that what mm -hmm. I'm bringing to it. So that's yoga and pranayama really it's an important piece. I think. Yeah, that, that's, it is, it truly is. I remember you telling me a little bit about your first experience in dressage and um, the masters that you had that kind of were a little bit different than, let's say, the more um, disciplined type of dressage that some, not always, but often we do see in competitions where we're forcing the horse. And you seem to have worked with some amazing dressage masters in Sweden yes. that taught you a different way, especially on your horse that really wasn't a dressage type horse. Exactly. And this is how I found this, or my sister was the one who found the, the masters. She's been a big guide for me, helping me there. She, my older sister, she also... Yeah, she's a lovely person. She's a great horse, yes. horse person. Um, so we found these trainers. Uh, one in particular, Marcus Holst. Very, my greatest master. The same name as <laughs> <My> you. <laughs> exactly, we were not related. But that was my first master. Um, and just the thing with him and his horse training is that he says that dressage is for all horses. Doesn't matter. What it looked like, what type of horse, like I had an Icelandic mare and then a Hoflinger later and these are usually 
just no, you can't do dressage. Mm-hmm. Your sign, you need like a, a proper dressage. Warm blood, long leg. But, uh, in his courses, in his workshops, all horses are welcome. Fjord horses, the uh, the ex trotters, uh-huh. yeah, yeah trotters. a lot of them in in Sweden, and they can look a bit scruffy, you know, mm-hmm. a bit like not not nice. <laughs> like when you look at them, you're like, ugh, it's not. But then you see. I remember one girl, she had a trotter and they just danced together, like beautifully, you could really gracefully, like any really good resource force. So it's kind of like, or I can visualize it saying it, that he was working with helping the horses express yes. their natural expression, their spirit, and help them develop their body through flexibility and movements so that they could express themselves with ease. And like yoga, I mean, yoga is for everybody, young or mm-hmm. old, whatever your body type. Yeah. And you can adapt yoga to fit your body type to help you so you progress into deeper and even maybe stronger, more difficult poses. So it's kind of like... Like I think you already told me yoga for horses was your dressage. You see it now. You see it that way now. Yeah, I do. Let's see. I have some other questions. I have lots of questions for you, but I don't want to drown you with everything. <laughs> Be um, nice to you. You've traveled a lot and you've had different experiences with different trainings um, throughout your life. And I do know you went to India where you worked with in a school for disabled children working with horses there. And then you came to Costa Rica and you found us, yes. which I'm so happy you did. <laughs> Because we've had a great partnership ever since. And um, what drew you to Costa Rica and what drew you to us? Hmm, good question. Well, I think, because people always ask me, because I've been traveling a lot, like you said, like, why did you go there? What did you do? And I was like, I just had a feeling. <laughs> just had a feeling. <laughs> that I, I wanted it. And I had this feeling of like, I want to, I want an adventure. I want to see the world. And mm-hmm. I want to see horses in the world. <laughs> Two things with horses. But um, what particularly drew me here was obviously I found you, the yoga and horses on on the website, I don't remember what, and that you were looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yoga and horses in the Caribbean? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had this feeling that I wanted to go to Central, Central America, and mm-hmm. that's why. Um, and uh, then I wrote you and you were like, sorry, we're, we're full. And I was like, oh, oh no. Right. But I still had this, now I was like, oh, Costa Rica. And I was like, oh, I have to go there. So I still went and I kept mailing you. <laughs> And then a spot opened up. Well, I remember when you did send your, your email to us and you had your photos of your horse and you were already sort of standing onto your horse, doing all these incredible things with him, free and everything else. I knew that, I said, oh, I really would love her to come. At the time, I didn't have yeah. space, but I kept you in my mind. And when there was an opening, I was like, okay, please come. Yeah. And that's how our relationship began to grow. And since then, we've created a lot of things together. You're now our co-teacher and our yoga teacher trainings and our our equine yoga programs and our equine yoga teacher programs as well. And we've developed a lot of these things together. Um, How did the lifestyle um, help you connect with yourself and your true self that you wanted to be here with the practice of yoga and the horses, the beach and running barefoot like you did? I mean, (laughs) that was also part of your experience, I think. Yes. I think before I came, I also had this uh, like this intention of I wanted to have a more say simpler, but yeah, a simpler life with less impressions. Like you know, in like getting to the essentials and not yes, all and this. not like the screens, the technology, like all of these things. You know, we're constantly bombarded with information. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> still are always uh, connected to all this stuff. But I had this feeling, and I had a really like full-on job before I came where I was driving to work like in the worst hours where there's traffic and so much traffic and yeah 
I really had this, I want to connect more deeply to nature, obviously to horses, and I really want to go deeper in my yoga practice. So I found the perfect place. <laughs> and then you became the yoga teacher too, exactly. in that place. Yes, we did well, together. So, yes, and then I started to go barefoot, you know, also because my, sh my shoes, they, they broke, so I didn't have any. <laughs> and then I just loved it so much, you know, I'm a bit obsessed being mm -hmm. barefoot. You are. Because <laughs> I feel so grounded, so connected. And uh, I was living in that little house, the greenhouse by the ocean and with the horses downstairs and it was so peaceful like i was listening to the ocean as i fell asleep as i woke up and with the first morning light like coming into this rhythm and my favorite time of the day was in the mornings because this is just this special light i think in the morning the sun to go to the horses to feed all the horses give them water and because they were in different places, I was also like running around or biking around with Felix's dog, maybe, or I was riding a horse to the next place to feed the other horses. And I just, I just loved this routine and this. And the simple, the yeah. easy, there was like no rush, no need, just going and feeding mm -hmm. and being with them and starting your day like that. It still is a nice thing to do. It is. It really, really is. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about our breath too, and just say a few things. Um, it's really amazing how our breath um, and the energy around us can influence, you know, our own emotions and other people and horses as well. And that we can really, like you talked a little bit earlier, how we can use our breath to calm our emotions or mm -hmm. bring our energy up. And in your practice with horses, as you're training horses, how, uh, let's say for instance on the ground with the horses uh, free at liberty, and how would you use um, your breath to, to work with the horse, either bringing his energy up or down, just to maybe explain a little bit to our audience how, how you go about this? Well, <laughs> I would, probably if I was working with him in liberty, he's mm -hmm. walking, um, well, even if I wasn't in liberty, uh, with the inhale, bringing the energy like up into a stop, mm -hmm. bring the horse into a halt, and you stop yourself, of course. Mm -hmm. And then on the exhale, you let the energy flow again, and you come to a walk. So that's really like the, the base and the really, really how you can apply it then when you're riding, inhale, tensing up, and exhale, flowing and walking. And some people might think, oh, do I have to train my horse to listen to my breath? Not at all. It's really more about the horse is very attuned to our breath and very attuned to all these energies moving around. That's what's kept them alive for 60 million years, being hypersensitive to energies, emotions, and their breath, the breath of each horse within, because that also influences them. And so it's more we have to train ourselves and get in connection with our breath. The horse picks up very quickly. When we inhale and come to a stop, that horse stops on all squares immediately, naturally. And what's wonderful, I've noticed when we're riding the horse too, when we have that inhale and we come to a stop, he stops naturally in his confirmation. We're not using that structure of reins and control and tie downs to mm -hmm. make him come to a stop. When you start working with that breath, everything just seems to flow with more ease. Yeah, it makes us realize how little we need. Yeah, how little we need. We really just need the breath. Yes, and that's and a big so thing of yours. Powerful. Yeah. And then I think like, I think that's like the basic technique with mm -hmm. the inhale and exhale. And then I think you just have to also like play with it with your horse and find your your rhythm and things like that. Um, but the, 
I was gonna tell you the horse that really taught me mm -hmm. this with the breath was Asha. Oh, Asha! The oh horse my gosh! That, <laughs> my hot mare. My, my first love when I came to the Caribbean. <laughs> She was and, beautiful. Yeah. And I remember you gave me the, the job <laughs> of riding her on the beach every day. Yep. I was like, this is my job, I ride on the beach. <laughs> Asha had a lot of character, a lot of emotion. She was really a one-horse type of person very too. Very intense. Very intense. Sensitive, mm -hmm. wild, and fiery. And courageous. And courageous, which I loved. But then she had that habit of throwing herself on the ground or rolling, like in oh, sand or in it. the ocean. She used to be walking like, poof, she was down. <laughs> so that was, you gave me that job to write her and keep my attention and make sure she didn't do it 100% focus so and was, awareness exactly so that was a great practice for me to really like mm -hmm. and I was like she never gonna lay down with me like that <laughs> like I was really like into it she never did <laughs> and uh, but I really 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 I couldn't let go of my my presence my attention like I had to be super aware mm -hmm. if I started dreaming or something then that so this is a practice <laughs> this is a practice of mindfulness yes. meditation yes. so really being aware of her, me, and you know, the ocean always brings the energy up a little bit. So that, and then using the breath, mm -hmm. really using the breath, because I feel her energy, you know, coming up, so that I'm feeling of that, and then my energy starts going up. So that's when I really started to learn that my breath was so useful mm -hmm. in bringing my energy down, so I can bring her energy down. Because I realized how much, how much uh, I let my horse affect me. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I have to take it back. Like, I have to calm down. I want you to be calm now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Breathe deeply. And I used to sing also with her. Because if yeah. I got a little nervous, because she was excited, then the singing. <laughs> that works really well. It works really well. I, had a sim I, used this, I had the same, a very similar experience with, with Brego, my, mm -hmm. uh, an abused horse that we had for, for many years. And he, he was the same. I had to be 100% focused. Otherwise, we were off <laughs> in the other direction, long gone. Yeah. But long as I was there, focused, and also kept that awareness on my breath, kept that energy down mm -hmm. in my core and not up, because he was kind of scary as a horse. Yeah, I was. mean, he was quite scary. <laughs> so you couldn't let that fear override you. You really had to really stay present, and I worked on that. And when I was like that, he was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he taught me a lot too. Horses teach us. Yeah, exactly. They teach us. They teach us about presence. The proof that we have to work mm -hmm. on ourselves is always us. It's always us. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> always us. us. But with, uh, and that's why I find yoga so amazing. It gives us the tools mm -hmm. to work exactly. with ourselves to be a better rider, a better person for our horse. Yes. So I also know you work a lot with positive reinforcement. Yes. And you incorporate that into your, your, your training sessions. So let's talk a little bit about that, how you see positive reinforcement, because people use it kind of in different ways sometimes. And um, you use it as uh, another tool in your box yes. <laughs> to complement your other ways of training. Exactly. So let's hear more about that. Um, so positive reinforcement is, or how we use it, is we have a, a marker. It can be a clicker or a sound, a word, mm -hmm. something we use when the horse is doing the behavior that we want them to do. It could be uh, lifting a foot, bending the head, well, yeah, something we want them to do. Um, lowering the head is a very good one. Because <laughs> then they calm down. Yes. So we use. And the why marker. do they calm down? <laughs> when they lower the head? Well, it's the. They lower their head. It's just like our forward fold in yoga. Uh -huh, right? <laughs> yes! Exactly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So they lower the head, they stretch out the spine, and they get that little pressure massage on their their nerves and they calm down mm -hmm. it's a very calming 
just like for us all the inversions and yes. forward folds are really yes. good for, to help you go to sleep at night that calms you down yeah. so it's a similar thing exactly okay. i've thought of that before sorry <laughs> <laughs> so back to positive reinforcement yeah you have the marker the sound there and you use that in the exact moment when the horse is doing what you want it to do lower the head we say mm -hmm. so then we give them a treat afterward we can use different reinforcers but food or treats are very strong reinforcers because it's um, primary is linked to survival mm -hmm. food is linked to survival so it's very strong with most horses mm -hmm. but you can use also like a rub if your horse loves to get rubbed mm -hmm. they had itch somewhere that can be really strong too if they have a lot of bug bites <laughs> Um, or just give them a break, mm -hmm. different things, give them their favorite exercise. Um, but yeah, so we use the, the mark and then the reinforcement, maybe the treat. And we're building a bridge between the exact moment when the horse is doing the behavior that we, we want, that mm -hmm. we like. And they get reinforced for it. Because otherwise, if you use food to just give them... We just give them food. We're like, oh, you're such a good boy. They always get it in the same when they're standing still. Mm -hmm. They don't know why they're getting the treat, really. Mm -hmm. like, and that can, that can lead them to be a little bit more uh, of not like mugging and wanting and begging for food and maybe getting into a nippy behavior. Yes. So this is really about being consequent. Mm -hmm. And it's, they learn very quick that the, the click, the, the marker, is, is the yes, the yes signal. So mm -hmm. the marker also in itself gets really, it gives them a, a reward. And they're only getting treats. Like you know, we only give the treats if they've done something correctly that we've wanted to, we've asked for, mm -hmm. and not just at any random time. Yes, and also they have to, like you said, no mugging. No <laughs> mugging. muggles. Like if they, they, they have to stay polite, mm -hmm. and like we always give the treats like away from us, never mm -hmm. close to the body, and things like that to make sure we have a polite horse, because we really don't want a horse that is running after us trying to take the treats. That's. That's not what it's about. But it's a really powerful tool because uh, it gets the horse very engaged. Mm -hmm. Like he starts to think, like the mental um, realm. He, he has to be engaged, like, oh, what does she want? <laughs> and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And they, learn, they can learn things very quickly. And because a lot of the time we use, we say no a lot to the horse. Mm -hmm. So here we're switching it around and we're engaging, get more motivation, more engagement. And it's really powerful if we have something the horse is scared of to work with the, the, the positive reinforcement too. And that, that seems to complement, I would say, the other things we're doing with the horses are meditation and pranayama yoga practice. It's really about being in the moment with the horse, but it's also very positive as well. Mm -hmm. It's working with the horse's energy that day and with our energy and how we can influence to calm it or how we have to work with and how it is in that moment. And when we're working at Liberty, it's the same thing. We're working with the yes in the horse mm -hmm. and in positive reinforcement, we're once again looking for the yes, looking for where it's easy for the horse and where he can do it, not making it something impossible for him, right? Yes. And uh, well, one thing that's really important uh, when you're working with positive reinforcement is to make sure the horse stay calm because mm -hmm. they can very easily get very excited like Ooh, about it so you have to take well what I do is usually if I use it like really watch closely mm -hmm. where my horse's energy or feel of course feel my horse's energy mm -hmm. and make sure he doesn't get over agitated because it's very easy to 
end up there if you use positive reinforcement. So, and take breaks where I use stop and lower the horse's head and just, I like to, to sit down, not, I'm not sitting on the ground, but squatting. <laughs> I squat down with my horse, mm-hmm. with the head down. Like just, mm-hmm. this is a moment when we take, we take a rest moment. A pause. A moment, yeah, a pause, a moment to, to breathe. Mm-hmm. These kind of things, I use these to, to complement. Re- to make sure we keep calm the, the calm energy, the relaxed energy. That's very important. Yeah. And that, again, once again, the pranayama is going to help us in that too, to mm-hmm. influence our horse. I think we've talked a lot about, um, for the moment, to give people an idea of how we can, you know, use pranayama in our relationship with horses and also, as you said, connect with ourselves first, find that calm within, get in that connection and understanding our body. I see a lot of people often who, even, um, even accomplished horse people, are really not aware of their physical body and what language they're telling the horse. Mm-hmm. A little bit awkward, and that's where yoga helps people to reconnect with their physical body as the po- the, all the poses we're doing are really about going inward, feeling our body in the moment, and accepting how we are in that moment. Yeah. Our physical issues we might be having at the moment, whatever they are. It's not about trying to be the best. There's no judgment. It's just trying to work with who we are in the moment. Yeah. And that's why we want to how to work with our horses, who they are that day, and what they're going to give to us. So these last few months, um, many months now, it's really been difficult for humanity. It's been hard for us. We've had our struggles, and everyone's really been forced to to slow down. And in many ways, it's been like we've been given a gift just to really stop and take a look, and take a look at who we are and what is really important in our lives. And where do we want to go from here? And it would something I hope that humanity in general is thinking about, okay, this is we've been brought to this point. It's kind of a bit like a, a red flag, an alert to say, pay attention, humanity. Where are you going now? What are you going to do with this? It's, we still have this beautiful planet, but um, the human relationship and human way of being in the moment has become so complicated. Um, and a lot of people are often feeling they've just lost control. Mm-hmm. They maybe have lost their jobs, um, they're separated from families they can't visit, they can't travel, they can't do all these things, even a vacation or whatever. All the, they just lost control, and we feel we've lost control because of it. But it's really, I think breathing helps us to remember that we do have control, right? Yes, we, exactly. We, it's we the one thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> one thing we have control of. And that breath is, is such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It can really help us find ourselves, find peace, find joy, help us to have concentration and focus. And really, when we can see things clear without getting caught up in all our emotions and our fear and our fear of lack of control or what we've lost or what we might lose in the future, it helps to stabilize us and keep us in the moment and see things with clarity so we can make maybe better choices, I hope, for the future. So I would like to ask you, how does your practice of yoga and sharing your time together with the horses been helping you through these difficult times? Hmm. Well, for me, it's also making me realize, uh, like we lost, we lost our job. We lost our job. Because <laughs> no yes. one can come here. No one can come. No. Uh, but it's like it made me realize that I really have everything I need already, like right here. Like I have the horses, mm-hmm. which is my greatest <laughs> passion, <laughs> makes me happy. The yoga, the nature. So like, much more time for meditation. Exactly. <laughs> so 
much more time for just being with the horses and instead of feeling frustrated because mm-hmm. I've been feeling frustrated obviously <laughs> I think everybody has but then I, I realize how happy I am how lucky I am how happy I am just I have all this time now mm-hmm. instead of working I'm just gonna focus on the horses and my own yoga and like all of these things that I love mm-hmm. what an opportunity what a what yes a it's a gift it's a gift in a way it's sometimes yeah. you don't see it as a gift at the beginning but if we just slow down and take a look, we can see all these little moments. And I'm sure everyone out there in, in your lives too, if you just take the time and realize what's most important for you, whether it's your family, your relationships, um, or what you do, or maybe what you'd like to change to do in your life and thinking, well, I've had this job, I lost it, but I actually really hated that job. Maybe see it as a different way to find new ways. We've had to find new ways to recreate ourselves until the world opens up again, which is part of all our online series and everything we're doing. And it's been a challenge for us and yes. <laughs> a big challenge for us to be in front of a camera. And But it's been an interesting challenge yeah. and I'm, I'm starting to actually find some enjoyment in it too now before moving past the fear and using our breath to keep us centered <laughs> and calm. And I think what I'd like to say to our listeners out there is whatever you're going through right now, whatever fear or feeling lack of or frustration or anger or rage or being just overwhelmed, um, I really would um, recommend to, for you to start a pranayama practice. Even if you don't want to go into a, a regular asana um, practice at the beginning, if you just start working with your breath, you're going, to, you're going to feel the benefits. You will feel the benefits. You'll be calmed, you'll be more centered, and you'll be able to connect with what's really important for you. It'll help you see things with more clarity. All of us as humans, everything that's around us, we're all connected to this life force energy, prana. It's everywhere we are. And as we talked about it, we can influence it, we can change it, we can connect to it. And it's also what sustains us. It's what keeps us alive. I mean, if we can't breathe, well, we're, we're dead, right? And that prana energy is not moving through us anymore. Um, so we just have to remember to breathe. So often we forget to breathe. We get caught up, we're shopping, we're working, we're running, we're doing, we're talking. And we really forget to just breathe just to center and breathe. Of course, we're always breathing, otherwise we die, but we're not breathing in a healthy way, something that's beneficial to us. So really, just stop every now and then and remember to breathe. Breathing is life, and without breath, there is no life. And by following the lead of the horse, if you have that chance to be with horses and connect with horses, just by being with them, they can also be your guide, be your teachers on how it is to live in in the moment and to be centered and enjoy what's happening right now. The little pleasures around us, like they enjoy that beautiful green grass or that flower or something they love to eat or the fresh water in the creek. They take that moment. If you watch the horse, you see really that they're at peace with that and enjoying that, you know, or sometimes like Ray George, nom, 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 he devours, but he devours that food with so much enjoyment and relish, you know. And as humans, we just eat mechanically. And now we have the time to sit back and maybe, you know, be like a horse. So if you're not quite sure how to do it, go out and watch a horse. He'll show you. They're our teachers. They're our teachers. teachers. Our greatest (laughs) teachers. Well, thank you so much, Johanna, for today, for coming. And I'm sure we're going to enjoy many podcasts in the future relating our stories and our experiences. And have a beautiful day, everybody. Go out, breathe, connect, and just enjoy life for a while.
Namaste. Namaste. For our listeners, if you'd like some more guidance on pranayama practice and meditation methods to connect to your horses, check out our YouTube channel and our Patreon account at Yogi Horsewoman, where you can have access to exclusive yoga classes and more about the Yogi Horsewoman experience. So have a beautiful day, everyone. And remember to breathe. Breath is life. Namaste.